You're listening to the Sanctuary Church Q&A podcast, where lead pastor John Alexander answers questions submitted from members of our live studio audience. For more information about Sanctuary Church, visit us online at sCOrlando.com. A real practical question, but maybe one that we don't talk about enough. Why is baptism important? You know, baptism is, is, is vitally important. There's a couple of scriptures you need to look at. You need to look at 1 Peter um, you need to look at uh, Romans, the third chapter, Matthew, the, the 28th chapter, and, uh, and you need to recognize, I think first and foremost, we see the importance of baptism because it was instructed by Jesus Christ. He said in Matthew 28, uh, 18, 19, 20, he said, uh, he comes to the disciples there at Bethany, closing moments, he's getting ready to raise his hands and speak blessing over them, and he says, all power is given to me in heaven and earth. He said, so then he tells them to go into all the world, teaching them what I have taught you, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, this didn't just happen. They're like, what is baptism? You know, baptism was even before Christianity, you know, because it was a part of um, bringing people into religions and so forth, and the whole typology of, uh, of what it was. And, but in that, it's important to recognize that in... Um, uh, Luke, well, really throughout the Gospels, that in the beginning of Christ's ministry, he was baptized by John the Baptist right there in the Jordan. The Holy Spirit came down, descended like a dove, and the, and the Father spoke, you know, this is my Son in whom I well pleased, and so forth. So we see Christ was baptized. We see that he commands us to be baptized. But we also see the typology of baptism, uh, whereby it speaks uh, to the very process of salvation and resurrection, you know, buried with him in baptized, baptism, raised unto newness of life. And so when you read uh, the book of Romans, the sixth chapter, he talks about that, buried in the baptism in Christ and raised unto the resurrection power. So the baptism there speaks to the typology of who we are in Christ. It's also the Old Testament typology that pulls into the New Testament of when they went through the Red Sea, according to 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, he, uh, Paul talks about, and again, it just doesn't expound on everything. There's enough that we understand and who he's writing to that they're understanding, where he talks about when they went through the Red Sea, it was a type of baptism that was taking place, it was a type of washing, a type of, of cleansing that was taking place. So it is a type of uh, a typology. I want to read actually though uh, in all those statements, I want to read what Peter said because we have to be very, very careful in uh, Peter, 1 Peter the third chapter because some will go as far as make baptism a part of their salvation. We need to be very careful to understand it is, it is commanded by Christ. Um, it is followed through and taught by uh, the apostles throughout the book of Acts. Um, you notice that the, right after the day of Pentecost, day of Pentecost, 3,000 get saved. What happens? I think it's around verse 41, 42. Uh, uh, they get baptized again and again. As people are saved, they are getting baptized. When Paul talks to the believers at Ephesus in, in Acts the ninth chapter, and it, when we look at it, is it is a ver, or is a uh, area verses one through 12 more about the baptism of the Holy Ghost that these believers from uh, Ephesus ultimately are going to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But there's also the baptism of water. He said, well, what, what have you received? They said, we received John's baptism. And you know, the funny thing is there is he explains more clearly the fullness 
uh, of the gospel message. They receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They begin to prophesy. And then he baptizes them again in water. So, I mean, it is actually emphasized in redundance, if you will, not out of necessity. So when you look at the book of 1 Peter, the third chapter, um, you, you look at the uh, uh, 20, 20, 20th verse and following, it said, which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is eight souls, were saved by water. Typology. The like figure where unto even baptism doth also now save us. If you stopped right there, you just took the text out of context and you absolutely undid what God's intent is here. And he, in parentheses, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but hear this, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it is obedience. It is an answer to a clear conscience and a right conscience. And uh, I would say that it is uh, not necessitated towards salvation, but it, it is a call and command to all who are believers. Somebody say, you have to be baptized. Well, what did the thief on the cross get? Not baptized. So, okay. Um, people ask about, I'll go ahead and answer before it's asked. Well, what about child baptism? I don't, I don't believe that's biblically correct because they're not making a choice. And if they're being baptized as a child, the assumption is we're baptizing them unto salvation. So now they're protected. They're not protected by baptism. They're protected by the power of the Holy Spirit in God's hand on their life. Baptism is a conscious decision whereby we make when we have accepted Jesus Christ.